Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome back. This is episode 25 things to stop doing today if you want to succeed at anything. Yes, we're making that disclaimer right away. Anything. What a a title. Absolutely anything. (laughs) I know, and what I will say is these five things you need to stop doing are probably holding back your prosperity. Okay, so stop it right now. (laughs) Well, you don't know what they are yet. Do you know what they are? When you know what they are, stop it right this instant and suddenly you're off, you're away. Exactly, it's going to be a really fun podcast today. So Matt, how has your week been? I always love doing this at the start. Well, the week's been, you've been here, you know what it's like. (laughs) Exactly, we live in the same house so we should know, shouldn't we? Exactly, week's been good, been managing to do the workouts and Mm. all the bits and pieces that are important. Um, Yeah, just making progress. Slow mm. and steady, forward momentum to where Absolutely we want to be. Absolutely, 1% forward, Kaizen. Because we are running, we're nearly at the end of the 30 days of our mastermind that we're running in the background. There's Matt and I and another coach who is working, we're working with 73 people. I think 73 in total. There was one person who joined late. Um, based in the UK, mainly everyone has a couple of people from outside the UK. And the goal is to work on moving your body every day, some other habits, with the hope and the goal to move forward with your prosperity. So wealth, health and happiness. Throw in a little bit extra money as well, we're not going to miss. So it's been, it's a really fun time. So yeah, this week, um, boys have been back to school in Scotland for a couple of weeks. The sun has been glorious it's in been Scotland. Cold, it's a bit cold. Frosty in the I'm mornings. not going to say winter's coming. Autumn. Autumn is here. It's, it's been autumn though. Yep. <laughs> and that's something for Glasgow. But yeah, really enjoying it. And actually, I we managed to get to a fitness class early morning. This was a bit of a, a laugh within the mastermind group. So Matt is not a five o'clock in the morning man, are you? you do no, not I like to wake to... up. At, well, I don't like to wake up at eight, but eight <laughs> is about the limit that I get in this house. You're comfy at eight. It feels I'm, a I'm, nice I'm number. not uncomfortable at eight. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as I'm comfortable. I'm not uncomfortable at eight. Somewhere between eight and nine mm. would probably do. If late. you could wake up naturally, I would say half eight, nine. Yeah, probably. Because you tend to stay awake later. But anyway, we decided, or rather a bit of group peer pressure, there's a group of people in our mastermind who love waking up early or certainly who challenge themselves. It's really been lovely to see. I am a kind of half five, six o'clock, half six. Yeah, I'm, I, I like an early morning. I like peace. I like quiet. The reason being, because we've got two young boys, we've got two cats, I actually love the house being so quiet and still. Nobody's saying, mummy, can you do this? There's nothing going on. I get downstairs, I do some journaling, I get to sit and read all my books in peace, I get a cup of tea. And then actually this week I've been heading out for a walk every morning, headphones on, it's not been raining, but it has been such a nice way to start the tone of the day. So Matt and I did a fitness class together at seven in the morning this week. Um, I went to cycle and you went to the gym. And it, how much stuff did you get done that day? Loads. I had a lot done by the time I got to <laughs> like not 10 even o'clock. lunchtime. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was very productive, but also... You I, made yourself productive. I made myself productive, 
But also because I'm a stay-at-home dad, because the kids are at school, then actually I don't really need to get up early because no, I can. I can. Yeah, I'm, I we're quite lucky that I can get the stuff done that I want to get done every day mm. without needing that extra space by a couple of hours in the morning. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was super productive, cleaning windows, <laughs> loads of stuff. I know. No, we've got a lovely balance in the house. It's not just much responsibility for the boys or for cooking or cleaning we we share stuff so like i kind of do the cooking matt will clean the house the boys a tag team between the both of us but anyway life is very good so i've had a really great week so this topic i have felt pondering on for a little while so we're working with this group of people intensely it's the first time I or we have ever run a mastermind group. Now, I have been part of masterminds before. I'm not going to touch upon how good or bad they were in the past. My goal was to run a mastermind where money was not a barrier. So I was sick and tired of seeing a lot of American coaches, some British coaches saying, right, you can be part of this elite group, but actually it's going to cost you I'm just going to name a figure. Let's say a thousand pounds a month, right? Crazy that's quite, that's amounts. Quite low relatively I know, right? No, exactly. Some of them are twenty-five thousand for a year, eighty thousand a year. I know that, and I wanted people to have access to something intense. But this is what you'll see in the group now. It's been motivating people. But here's the thing: even with that tight little community, which basically we're all cheerleaders for each other, there's not one single person. We've got such a great batch of people. Incredible. Very, very thankful for the group of people that have resonated towards us for this but you you get human nature right so one of the barriers is we're trying to instill habits that we know will change life's long term it really is simple as we focus on habits for physical well-being and mental well-being i teach about money and investing but guess what that's only one part of the whole life equation and so for that there's been a common pattern that we've all experienced i still experience matt still experiences we're not infallible in any way but there's things as humans that put up this barrier to stop us moving forward and succeeding at the stuff we want to do anyway we know we want to achieve this so the first thing that I see too common is is belief not believing the thing you're going after is possible so let's deep dive into this where does this come from so I watch my two boys interact sometimes fight and while they're playing toys But to them, life is endless opportunities. Our little four-year-old wakes up and literally, if he decides he wants to go and play outside at seven in the morning, it's happening. It's possible. Everything. We were at the playground today and he was wanting to climb up to the top, up the ladder, and it's huge. And I always have palpitations. But anything is possible. They don't believe that they can't be an astronaut or a fireman or an engineer or, you know, a doctor or a nurse. It's not in their vocabulary right yet and I think a lot of it is as we get older we lose that childhood belief in anything being possible because what happens is the adults around us maybe they haven't achieved their goals so already their reference in the world is you set a goal and it's not going to happen it's going to be influenced bad things are going to happen and then you see very quickly the default behavior is even if I wanted to achieve it well I'm not lucky enough I don't have enough money enough it really is the end game and and that's a huge barrier for people so how do you get past that just not having enough faith in yourself well, I think that 
first of all, you need to set your goals and what you want accordingly. So the challenge we have nowadays is we have all of this social media and television influence Mm. and we see all of these goals that other people have and what they've achieved. And by the way, you're looking at their highlights, which means that you're not getting a true reflection of the person and the life they actually lead. But then you see the gulf between where you are and where they are and you set your sights on what they have. And the thing is, there's a big difference potentially between where you are today and where these picturesque lifestyles are. And we forget that there's a lot of middle ground between them. There's a lot of middle ground between the lottery lifestyle and where you are today. And there's a lot that can be found as far as joy and well-being and prosperity in that ground Mm. so therefore rather than setting your sights potentially to this millionaire lifestyle where you're relying on some kind of magical win or whatever Mm. actually aim for a lifestyle that's going to satisfy you also i think the the other challenge or believing it's possible is that some of these sites are so high and they seem so far away Mm. that you just can't work out how you're going to get there and and you see that it's not really achievable unless you do get this stroke of luck with some kind of lottery win And I think that that's a big challenge. It's such a big goal to achieve. It's such a gulf between where you are and where you want to be. Mm. And it just doesn't feel like it's obtainable. Mm, I think so too. Um, I love describing, so you know this, Matt, I know that the word desire, if you go back to Latin sources, means God-given or of inspiration. It's those fundamental roots, right? So you have a desire, a goal that's very specific to you based on well, let's be honest, based on the resources and the talents and the skills that you have been born with, essentially, or that you have the or capabilities. Or you, yeah, but innately what I mean is like when we have a vision for something, let's common thing, let's talk about money, right? If you have a vision, you feel this really exciting, good thing that you could actually have a business that actually, it's not just something you love, because I think that's a bit cliche, but something where you think you could make an impact or do something that sounds really fun that you could do quite naturally. I believe that desire that inspiration to do it comes because you have the skill set you have the resources or you could find the resources to make it happen it seems like it's possible and half the time it is possible it might take you 10 15 20 30 years the right mentor the right software but if it's possible you know you think about the light bulb the light bulb didn't exist before somebody decided that it was going to be possible to do something like that. And the word actually, the opposite of, um, you know, faith, actually knowing that you're going to achieve the goal, you're really having faith in not achieving the goal. That's the stronger pull. You're either going to go towards the goal or actually you believe that not achieving the goal is the right faith in your life. So what you need to look at is when you say not believe it's possible, I think that for a lot of people, they add a little caveat to that. And Mm. this is why they don't get started. They don't believe it's possible this day or this week. And because because we don't have this lottery win, and also we've had these talent shows where people get famous within five minutes. Granted, there's a process on the TV, but ultimately you go from wherever you were to this instant win. So X Factor, lottery, all of these kind of things and celebrities that become famous for nothing. All of these have look like that you can create something from nothing in an Mm. instant all you need to do is turn up at the right time (laughs) and luck is bestowed upon you and it happens (laughs) so that's the thing i think that when you dig deep down you can actually find the belief that things are possible Mm. 
The challenge is that maybe you just don't like the fact that it's going to take a period of time and it's going to involve effort and work and determination mm. and persistence over that time in order to make it happen. Mm, no, completely. And the simple thing that comes to my mind is um, you really have to start putting evidence in your life that even though you might hold that belief, it's not possible move towards it like if it's a real goal that you can see and the mind is incredibly powerful with visualizing what you think you're capable of if you can see yourself doing that profession you can visualize yourself at a computer or teaching or whatever start the one step every single day and week and literally mark it down write down something tangible you know what we measure what we focus on we achieve so break down the goal even to okay what could I achieve in one week okay well let's say if my goal is to be the fittest version of myself so I just feel incredible okay what could be the week goal well that would be working out three times a week but working out in a way that I enjoy you know really digging down and simply write those down and tick them show yourself physical evidence and this leads on to the other thing another thing that stops a lot of people that we see and it's very common you know I do it as well thinking it's going to be easy so the moment that something tricky or you're uncomfortable something like that happens boom that's it I knew it wasn't the right thing and we turn away and there is so much potential in each of us and I hate to say do you know why things aren't meant to be easy guess what this vision that you had for your next level self or the next thing you want to achieve in your life it was meant to make you uncomfortable if you were meant to stay comfortable you would have already achieved it change is part of the process and you know I've quoted this before but um, we think of change in good ways as surprises change in bad ways we see that they're problems but actually human nature is change like I was listening to a great talk by Jim Rohn I love Jim Rohn so Jim Rohn's no longer with us but imagine it being like your grandfather or something if you look on YouTube you'll find him he was the mentor for Tony Robbins when he was growing up and first started in personal development he said the nature of everything is change and actually people don't realize that when you change yourself everything in your life will change so this isn't you know it's going to be easy actually change should be difficult because you're learning new skills you're learning new ways of reacting you're learning new ways of creating your circumstances around you it's going to require some different skills it's going to require you learning different systems and so it has to be looking at that best version and going right I know I'm going to be uncomfortable probably for the first couple of months but could I actually get through it absolutely if you're strong enough wise there so the thing about developing a skill is that, as you said, it takes a good amount of time to do. Also, I think before we get started on things, we try to fashion ourselves with as much information as possible to make it happen. And the challenge is that you can often get in a position where you're trying to research, you're trying to find the shortcut, the easy way, it's a problem the secret to the huge. process. Yep. The and secret, actually, that, actually, you should touch upon that more, the secret, there's some magic sauce out there. there. That's the thing. I think that with a lot of people, when they do research, they continue to research and mm. research and research and they're getting largely the same answers, maybe tweaks in process elsewhere. But ultimately, they're looking for this secret that they've not quite found yet that <laughs> gives them the shortcut, that mm. gives them the way to achieve something really quickly. And actually, although there's nothing wrong with research and gaining knowledge... If it's getting in the way of you making progress, 
then you're doing it wrong. Mm. I, I always find that the best way to learn is to get on and then as you stumble to work out how to put it right and then to get yourself moving again. Also, I think you need to remember that the people that we look up to, most of those people, they never had any special skills or talents or anything. All they've done is worked on something and been persistent with it mm. and have been doing it for a while. Absolutely. It's not like many people have turned up magically with this secret sauce and, <laughs> and got something. They've worked out what they enjoy doing. They've worked out what it takes to move forward and they've been persistent. Absolutely. And it's discipline, isn't it? That's one of the key things when we were prepping for this. Discipline is the secret to actually, and we say secret loosely, it's the way you get things, your visions and your goals. Discipline gives up connotations of, you know, hard work and stress and not fun. But, you know, often we will look at somebody, let's say, who's learned to play the violin to great symphonic standards I've played the violin, right? I've been playing the violin since I was seven years old, but because I haven't put in the discipline for those 30 years, 33 years now, or 32 years now, guess what? I'm not at that standard. But in theory, I could have been. I could have achieved it if I'd consistently done it every single day, worked on my 10,000 hours of putting in the practice. And I think we we want to forego that key piece of human life human life the things that you'll really be great at I guarantee there's some discipline and some longevity in how you did it we want the short term you know quick wins but like the lottery winners who get a sudden lot of money the stat is that 86% of people who win the lottery lose it all because they've been given what they think is the solution right away with no work no effort and then they've lost it because the habits have not been there to actually support that kind of money. The people who keep lots of wealth in their life, who do great things, who become millionaires, billionaires, I guarantee they got there and stayed there because they have the lifelong habits. It's the same way children as well. If you come from a background where you saw your parents perhaps being athletes or running their own businesses, you have been not indoctrinated, but you just believe that's how life works. So I grew up in a household, my dad was an electronic engineer, and I never remember anyone telling me that girls shouldn't be engineers. I just thought it was a logical step into things, like it looked really good fun and I could do it. And so I, I carried on that through university. My mum was a music teacher. So it's like everything you see, sometimes you can build up this wall and, and almost it prevents you from getting your heart broken. You know, like you have this desire that you really want to achieve this goal. It comes from a great place. But actually, if I pre-build this reason why I can't do it because it's going to be hard work, well, then I can almost have the disappointment right away. Well, the thing is, when you're thinking about the process of doing something, if you think it should be easy or you look at it and you think it's too daunting, actually, as we mentioned on previous podcasts, it's all about the 1%. If you think about wanting to build a wall, and you want to build the best possible wall, the cleanest wall. It looks beautiful. It's strong. <laughs> it's laid out what lovely. What kind of wall? What kind of bricks? <laughs> what, well, that's the thing, right? You can get too lost in the focus and never yeah. get started. <laughs> well, right type of cement, Danny. There we go. See, I'm procrastinating. But all you actually need to do is sit down and lay a brick. Lay that brick really nice, really clean, as flat and as smooth as you can make it. Lay the best possible brick you can. And then you go back and you lay another really high quality brick mm. and you keep doing that and you end up with the most fantastic wall you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. But you don't worry about the wall. You shouldn't worry about the wall. You should worry about getting started on what you can tackle today 
and only get started with that and know that yes the process will not be easy as far as the work it takes to get to the end but if you look at it as laying bricks it's not that difficult to lay a brick in the grand scheme of things Mm. and actually the hardest part of anything when you think about the process is the fact that you're gonna have to keep going at it Mm. so I don't think that any process when you say to yourself or I I think it should be easy well it is Mm. each individual element of something isn't that difficult if you want to become fitter and healthier and especially if you've not really done anything in a while and maybe you're quite far away from being fit and healthy Going for a walk at a pace that you can manage, that yeah. stretches you a little bit, is not difficult. Looking like looking like a marathon runner, trying to be that kind of person, mm. definitely you think to yourself, well, I wish that process was easy. Well, it's not easy. Mm. But when you look at it on a day by day, when you look at it as just make the next walk a little bit better than the last one, mm. each of those walks isn't that difficult. And then when you move that walk into a light jog, that light jog when you get to it isn't that difficult. And that's the thing. So don't kid yourself and think to yourself, oh, it should be easy. Because every step is actually much mm. easier than you thought. There's just a lot of them. Exactly. I'm just reminded about my own journey with YouTube. So I'm now two and a half years down the line. And I will get a lot of new creators, people on the, on the platform, come to me and ask, oh, you know, how, how do you do it? You know, I've been doing this for, I, I joked, somebody came to me who'd only been doing it for 14 weeks. And I apologize if you're in the audience listening in, but God bless was my first thing. Like they've been trying for 14 weeks and they wanted immediate results. And I, when I look back and I go, well, what was my secret sauce? And believe me, I don't think I've got any secret sauce. I just look at that I consistently put out one video for a year and then it went up to two and three. Now I'm going back to two. Like every time, every month, I'm I'm consistently showing up. But then that naturally means that I get better. And hopefully, you know, if you've watched my channel, that's evident. I'm trying to do things smarter. I'm trying to improve my edits, the way I deliver. I'm thinking about lights. I'm thinking about positions. I'm thinking about how I can deliver it streamlined. And you see, organically, I'm getting better. And that means then I can engage people better. That's the ripple effect. It's not what was the secret sauce that allowed me to be at, you know, 45 or 50K subs all of a sudden, of course not. I started at day one. I had one subscriber. I had zero subscribers. I had nobody watching the channel. It is not easy, but actually, you know, there was plenty of times where I felt like, oh, what's the point? You know, when I started making video um, videos, it was basically that they changed the metric from 10,000 views it was you had to get 10,000 views for monetization I think maybe a month or two in they switched it so it was like 4,000 watch time hours and 1,000 subs and that seemed like a lifetime away but guess what I hit it and now I hit that parameter I was sharing with somebody I actually hit that within a week most weeks I hit a yearly stat that they require within one week so that shows you the difference of just consistently putting in the effort believing you can do it I, I thought about quitting but I never once backed down I just believed that I really enjoyed it and that this consistently could go somewhere so the next thing you need to stop is asking for other people's opinions oh, and approval. Oh, preach, preach. Don't. So <laughs> just, just stop, just stop please. It. Simple no, as I'll that. tell you why, stop because it. we often have this conversation. Love you dearly, dear husband. But sometimes I know that I can't always go to you for an opinion on a new business idea or something new that I'm trying, not in a bad way, but because I want to make sure when I'm in that early stages of developing something, 
I need to book. I actually want to approach you when I'm crystal clear about something. Yeah, I, I, I right? want to pick something apart, and if it's not clear <laughs> enough, then there's a lot more that I can unravel. Yeah, and I it don't, ends up I don't looking like you, nothing. You don't meaningfully try to pick apart, but what it means is I've thought about it deeper, and in some way, I've allowed a buffer of whether I think it's a good idea or not to filter through. And often, the times. I'm usually coming to you for an opinion or view because I'm pretty certain this is something that I've thought about and is going to be solid. Plenty of ideas, I go, no, that's rubbish and they get put on the table. But I think the problem with a lot of people is we have that initial brainstorm, that little flash of insight, intelligence, and we go around and we ask our brother, our mother, our partner, social media, <laughs> all the different sources. Oh, is this a good idea? Would you buy it? Would you think about it? Now, I agree with that a little bit. Okay, I agree that you should have a demand. If you've had the idea, you want to check it. But the amount of times people will give you rubbish advice. Well, if you watch The X Factor, <laughs> how many mums are there with their children? They're the best. And their children are those ones that get laughed off because they're horrible. Mm. So this is the thing. Feedback can go two ways. You can get those people that are saying, yeah, that's a great idea. When in actual fact, it's terrible mm. and it's not really going to go anywhere. But the other side is, if you look at those people around you, the people that you're most likely to ask their opinion of, how much success have they had? Right. How many times maybe have they failed? Maybe um, let's say that you're trying to lose weight because it's an easy one to I know it's to. one that keeps in. So yep. you look around at people and you ask people about how well they've done and, you know, do you think I can lose a few pounds doing this? Mm -hmm. And often as not, you'll be asking people that are already overweight that haven't managed to succeed themselves. So, of course, they're going to be there saying, no, it's, that's not yep, going to work. I tried that. Try. That was useless yep. or whatever else. So the problem is you're asking people around you that are biased to whatever view they have Absolutely either they want to be ultra world. supportive yep. or they failed enough times in certain areas themselves that they do not believe it's possible mm. and therefore if you suggest it's possible they're just not going to be able to gather that belief so asking other people's opinions really isn't going to give you the answer mm. the answer needs to come from within your own knowledge your own research your own gut feel mm. to work out what you want to do and how to achieve it. And another thing I see a lot of people do is on the same line is they announce stuff before they've actually achieved it. We seem to have this culture and I totally, you know, I believe in vision boards and having, you know, I have a belief that, you know, it should be, you should be clear about what you want. I don't necessarily think you should be announcing though every single move you're going to make in the world. So let me explain a little bit further. I don't think that it's good for you personally to make an announcement that you're going to achieve something that's six months or 12 months down the line. Outside of having a baby, which is pretty much hopefully, you know, everything goes to plan. A lot of people will announce, oh, you know, by the end of the year, I will have made £5,000 in savings. That's it, it's decided. And we'll announce it to everyone. And the problem is, first of all, you can't predict the future. But the other thing is you're setting yourself an opportunity for other people then to give you reasons why you can't achieve it. Or even worse, they could be jealous and say, you know, that's wrong, you know, label you as a bad person. Again, I see it with, I suppose, with like content creators and people like that. They'll set this, they'll announce, oh, by the end of the year, I'm going to have this brilliant course that's going to be launched. I'm going to have 100,000 subscribers. That's all good, but allow the parameters for life. And so I would actually say any goals that you have that are quite major and life-defining, the best thing you can do is set them privately. You don't need to announce it to the world unless you want their support. 
set it privately, smash it, because the chances are you'll hit it and then some. You know, whenever you have a focus, life is very good at hitting it very quickly and then throwing in extra baggage on top that you couldn't have dreamed about in a good way. So I don't know, I suppose it rubs me up the wrong way a little bit when people say, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to absolutely achieve this. Well, the other thing is, what if life had it in store that you were going to achieve it far sooner? Or actually, what if it wasn't through that particular method that you were going to achieve your goal about how you felt or what the difference you wanted to make in the world? How about it was actually not that vehicle to get there, but it was something else. But you've announced that that's the only way you can have that good thing in your life. So in some way, you will focus solely on that effort when you know there could be the opportunities flying past you there that would have got you a lot quicker. And and it's something that I think, it's not like a boasting culture, but it comes from a lack of really being a little bit humble with your goals, keeping them as, as I talked about the word mean desire, meaning from higher intelligence, what you're born capable of, keeping that sacredness towards it, like having this private goal that you will achieve, that'll do good, that'll bring good to your life but you've announced it, so you've taken away that sacred nature of it. I think there's a balance between sharing things to gain accountability and to gain support and um, some cheerleaders and people seeing how you're getting on versus announcing something that definitely seems to be maybe a little bit braggy about where you're up to or what you're doing or setting these lofty ideas potentially that are going to try and separate you from other people. Mm. So it's saying, oh, I'm going to own a Ferrari in a year. You're positioning yourself as if you're driving around a Ferrari before Mm. you have it and therefore you're potentially alienating people Mm. and it's just not a healthy way to be. But there is a right way of doing things mm. if you want to look for that external accountability, people to check in with how you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It's it keeps you on track with where you are. And that leads us nicely onto the next point, our fourth point, comparison to others. This is something that's built into us from birth, okay? We're surrounded because we're tribe people, this is what we do, but this can really stop dead anything you want to achieve if you allow it to focus in your life in the wrong way. Now, I think as we've grown up, Matt and I have obviously grown up pre-internet era, before social media or anything, but this is huge. It's so easy now to pick up your phone, this you know thing that was used to communicate with people, and be bombarded with what everyone else is up to and as we've talked about before social media especially tends to be people's highlight reel of their life you know what they've achieved the great stuff they're doing but we forget though that there's a human element behind that they're not showing you the thousands of times that they fell down they're only showing you the one time that they got back up and succeeded and I think you know we look around people achieving so much and then the automatic thing is I must suck I'm not achieving it fast enough that pair person has you know got a thousand pounds in the bank or a million pounds in the bank they've lost four stone in two weeks everything and already you then give yourself an excuse to not now go after your goal so you can definitely be limited by feeling like you can't 
measure up or achieve the same as other people but also I think when you're around other people and you compare yourself to them you often compare yourself to the people that you spend most time with so your family and what you're brought up with your friends and everything else and we assume that we must live the same way as everyone else Mm. when we actually don't open our minds to there being other possibilities Mm -hmm. they say that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and therefore look around you look at those five people that you spend time with and you'll notice that they probably live a very similar life to you they probably have very similar um, disposable income at the end of the month they probably drive very similar cars to you the same kind of tier of vehicle they probably have similar morals and values to you and ultimately then not only are you being exactly like those people around you, but mm. you are either excelling or limiting yourself mm. based on the fact that that is how life should be and that's how it should live. Mm. Particularly with goals, this is one of the key things a lot of people will say is if you want to achieve something, business, health, wealth, whatever, get amongst people who are already doing that. Be the fifth in the lineup, if you like. Um, and I know from my experience, well, I've got you, darling, have it. I think like to think we're on equal par. I like to think we both push each other in good ways, don't we? We definitely do, yeah. We definitely push each other in terms of physical well-being, mental well-being, even wealth as well. Like we never, you always seem to embrace any ideas that I have or any kind of goals about books or product. Like there's always ways we're, we're expanding. We're both supportive, but we're also both willing to push and challenge the other Mm. one in order to see what's behind something to dig a little bit deeper to truly understand what the goal the intention is Mm. and then to to move forward so we're quite lucky in that regard absolutely and that's why one of the key things is if you've got an area you do want to succeed in surround yourself with at least a couple of people who have achieved the goal that you want and i'm going to make it even more detailed So there's a lot of gurus out there in one particular field, let's say somebody who's made a million pounds. I would actually say if that's your goal, I think that's a a great goal because you can do a lot of good with a million pounds nowadays, but also deep dive into some of the other attributes of their life because it's not just that person you're being around, you're being around their lifestyle as well. So yes, they've achieved one area, but you know, are they looking after their body the way you would like to look after your body when you've achieved that goal? Do they have the family and the way they look after their family the way you would like to? Like very, really deep dive and be specific on who you look up to or surround yourself to. Because unfortunately, I see a lot of people who have one goal locked down, but they're letting their self go in other areas. So for me, I would think, well, actually, they might have a secret in that or a solution in that area but they're not quite the model for me yet because they don't have the blend that I would like. Yeah, I think you need to make sure you're not just looking at the end result, but you're looking at the method. So Mm. just because you see someone that has a lot of money in the bank doesn't mean that you resonate with how they've got the money in the bank. Exactly, because you could rob a bank. (laughs) Exactly. So you need to make sure that you find someone that you resonate with or a group of people. Um, And absolutely, if you can't find anyone nearby that maybe you can rub shoulders with, become friends with, there's groups online. We happen to have... our little group at the moment where I think a lot of people are being inspired by others around them but there's lots of online communities where you can put yourself with like-minded people and in that way whereas I think comparison is bad if you're looking far too far up the chain that's going to stop you from progressing but and also if you've got this blinkered view that where you are 
is all there is because everyone around you is exactly the same and no one else is doing different. So it must be the only way to be. Absolutely. I think looking broader than that and really taking a step back and say, anything is possible. So I'm not going to compare myself to other people. Instead, I'm going to sit back and try to be inspired mm. and try to see that there are lots of other options mm. other than potentially the narrow view that pretty much all of us have mm. just because the lives we lead and, and the people we're around. You you don't know what exists unless someone shines a light on it. Absolutely. And I'm going to give the best advice that I think has done me some good in my journey, entrepreneurship and just how I've got to where I am today. I'm not halfway even finished uh, I know that there's a lot lot still to come but your own inspiration will be your greatest guide as well so we've talked about surrounding yourself by you know a couple of people who have what you would hope to next step into but I actually believe a lot of the time they're almost like that little bit of physical evidence right now but it all goes back to you wouldn't have been given that desire and that goal to do good in your own life and help others if it was not within your capabilities. I actually believe that you can get pretty much 99% of the way there without signing up to a course, get reading a book, following a guru. I think they can help, but I think everything within you will get you to the destination with the right focus, a little bit of smarts, a little bit of dedication, all these like special sources that get you there. So now let's look at the last thing you need to stop. Yes. <laughs> you need to stop making excuses as a justification to not do something. Amen. Cool, that's it. Fine. We'll stop there then, shall we? <laughs> Don't make excuses, people. That's it. <laughs> well, the thing is, we so often make choices. We make choices every day with everything we do. We choose what we want for breakfast, what time we want to wake up, yep. how we respond to people over the course of our day, how we treat our children, whether we go for a walk or not, all of these things. And we don't often consider the impact to us or to others. And if we did consider more of them, we'd, we'd realize that often the choices we make aren't in our best interests. And we don't really take a step back and we don't look at the impact they can have from a broader setting. Um, I, th I think when we're looking at making excuses, we often fear the hard work involved. We fear our commitment to it. We feel like we've tried things before and we failed. So therefore, we're likely to fail again. So why bother? We fear the hard work of it. We fear our ability to commit. And actually, for me, I think that's the biggest one. Fearing our ability to commit will often mean that we don't spend money where potentially we should. So for some people, signing up to a course to further their education will get them to where they want to be. Sometimes Absolutely. you need an education, whether it's with a mentor or whether it's formal education. In some areas, you need that. And you'll find that a lot of people will not sign up for it and spend that money. And it's not because they can't afford it, mm. but it's because they have this fear that their commitment to it will not last and therefore they'll go in and they'll just opt back out again. And it's one of the biggest things that's actually setting you back. And it's one of the biggest excuses you give yourself. You, you say, I'm not going to be able to finish it. I'm not going to do it. So therefore, why waste my time? Absolutely. And do you not think though, the common thing that a lot of people just throw out there when really they don't believe in themselves is, I don't have the money. All the time. 
like without doubt it's rather than actually look at it to do with resources or how could you make it happen um it's simply i'm going to shut this down and say and what they really mean is a kind of tangible resource that you know to be part of something that's it i don't have the money so i'm walking away it wasn't i wasn't going to achieve it anyway money is just a tool that you use and i would love somebody to say right i want to work with you jennifer could you coach me i say it's going to cost you blow amount because that way i show up you know i can look after life and give you the best as my client but nobody has yet to say right I can't afford it right now but you know what could I negotiate with you could can I work out a deal can I how can I make this so the focus rather than being they feel inspired to work with me they let the money stop them when they had the goal that they believed I could actually change their life or work with them or do something well it's the same as when you look at running a marathon they Mm. say oh I can't run this distance or I can't give up the time to do all of this well just get better at what you can do Mm -hmm. just spend the time doing what you can and find a way of making it work over the course of the time that you're developing yourself absolutely that's the thing i think if you give yourself this excuse on day one tell yourself it's not possible you can't do it you never get started and then when you never get started you never come across the real issues that might occur and then overcome them Mm. and and that's the thing you find your true character you find your abilities you find how adaptable you are and actually you find how good you are at success when you start to tackle things and you say, you know what, I'm actually going to do it. This Mm. time, this thing, I'm going to do it. I'm going to achieve it and nothing's going to stop me. There'll be obstacles in the way. You know, I might get some issues. So I had um, earlier this year, I've been trying to work on increasing my muscle mass Mm -hmm. and I broke my arm, Mm -hmm. which meant that Mm -hmm. for four months, I wasn't really able to do any pushing or pulling exercises with my arm at all. And then I've been limited on the weight I can use um, for the last two months. And now I'm at a point where technically I'm not supposed to lift what I'm lifting, (laughs) but also I'm still quite away from where my strength was. Mm. So I had something that got in the way of my progress, Mm. but rather than say to myself, oh no, that's it, I can't do anything else. Instead, I've adapted to the challenge that I've got. Mm. I'm working my way through it and I'm finding my way out the other side Mm. and focused on what the goal is the entire time and not losing sight of the fact that it's important enough to work through the challenges. Absolutely. I've just had another goal that I've had on my vision board in my little visions of what I'd love to do I've watched the Tony Robbins movie on Netflix I think about five or six times I watched it years ago I never heard of Tony Robbins and since then I'm a huge fan I've read books and multiple times and different courses but my goal has been for a couple of years to go to his Unleash the Power event I've had it on vision boards I've had it on cards and every time it comes around it's felt that life has got in the way but the other thing is it's been a lot of money to actually go and see see how much is it I, I want to say that the minimum ticket was usually about £900. But these are in the cheap seats way at the back somewhere. You can't see them. And then the most expensive ones go right up to £3,500, which is incredible money, right? That's that's life-changing money for some people. But obviously, you're getting to touch Tony. <laughs> you know, you're right then. So it's been on my vision board. And this year, I said to Matt, I really, really want to go. It's been on the vision board. I almost went last year. We didn't. This year, 2020, it started here. I was like, I really, really want to go. It's coming in April. I want to go. So much so that at the time you could book um, hotels near it and it was on booking.com and you could actually reserve a hotel but not take any money, you know, like they normally do. And I didn't have the money yet for a ticket. I didn't figure that out. But I booked a reservation on booking.com that I knew I could cancel the day before if we weren't going. 
So like I knew that I could get you and I a hotel room, we could be and we could be, you know, so like you started, you started I started commit. to think about how could I make it happen? Didn't have the money. Here's the thing that happened. March, lockdown happened, okay? Yep, so, so events are cancelled. So the events are cancelled, right? So I'm like, okay, it's not meant to be this year, that's okay, so cancel my booking. During the first month in March, Audible sent me a little email to say, would you like to come back to Audible? I haven't been a member for a while. Would you like to come back for three ninety nine a month? And I was like, oh, I love Audible. That's a good I'm, deal. Going, I'm going walking every day in lockdown. The first book I discovered that had just been released was an audio version of Unleash the Power Within, Tony Robbins' live event. It had just been released a couple of weeks in April of this year, right? So I'm like, that's fantastic. I'm getting to achieve my goal of going to this event because I can listen to it. Yeah, you, don't, you don't get everything involved in the day. So no, you're getting his main speeches. You get his right? main speeches. There's other speeches by other people on the day. And also there's lots of breakout groups and Absolutely. activities. And there's like a lot in the four day. It's a four day event. So I knew I wasn't getting the full thing, but I thought, do you know what? That's a fantastic way. I'm still being able to get to go to this event in some capacity. So got the book. Fantastic. And then I was like, oh, I really want to go to a live event. So anyway, long story short, guess what? Because of everything that's happened in the world, they are doing these live events virtually the whole year. And so an email came out about June or July this year and they're doing their first live event in the UK, but they're doing it virtually. So everybody, you didn't have to have a certain number of people. They can do thousands and thousands of people on the UK time. Tony There's no Robin. cheap seats or expensive seats. There's no seats. cheap seats. It's just basically one fee. And it ended up being, I think I want to say £350 at all for that, right? So for me, came to Matt and said, can I do it? Yep, yeah, it was a no-brainer. Absolutely, if I felt, you know, inspired to do it. And so I'm getting to go and see Tony Robbins in his live event, up close and personal, from the luxury of my own home this year. Now, hopefully over those four days I've been immersed in that, I can then decide if I want to go a live event or not, but that doesn't matter now. I've, I've experienced the book version. I'm experiencing it as almost like the second best way to see it and actually attend it for the four days. But what if at the start of the year, I had decided the only way to see Tony Robbins was live event. I could not afford the £900, £1,000. So that was it. Jennifer, never assume you're going to see Tony well, you Robbins have, again. You would have pushed it to the side. You would have never looked at it until the following year. Yeah, deleted and every email. You would have deleted the emails or unsubscribed from emails or whatever it happens to be. And you wouldn't have known about any of this. Absolutely. It's only because you focused on that being a goal. But I didn't determine the way the either. Uh, the, the way of getting it was totally... like I was open. I think that's a nice thing. I wasn't open to only being one way the world actually no, offered but, me lots of ways but, but to also get you said to yourself i want to do my best to make this happen mm. and therefore i'm gonna do what it takes to achieve it mm. and the fact that then the world kind of happened to change things so that the way of achieving it was different to what you thought yep. is by the by the fact is that you were tuned in to making it happen so when the world said, well, this is the only way it's going to happen, yep, then ready. You're, you're ready for it. <laughs> I know. So that's been incredible. I'm really excited. It's going to happen October in a couple of weeks. I cannot wait. So no doubt you'll hear me talking about Tony Robbins in that live event. But yeah, I just had this very clear goal for a couple of years. But the great thing was I hadn't set in stone how I was going to make it happen. It wasn't that I could only achieve getting the top priority seats. You never know. That might still be in our future. That would be quite incredible. But I'm okay with taking every opportunity to get me closer to my goal. And I really hope with these five
five things that are stopping you from achieving success in any area of life. I really hope that maybe one of them has resonated with you a little bit deeper today. Our hope is that these are very common things, okay? So never feel bad if one has really spoken to actually how you sometimes feel about yourself. The goal was today to address them, to give you another viewpoint on them so that you could then turn around your thinking moving forward. And I think the, the key takeaway, obviously we've given you a list of things that you should stop doing, but really all of it sums up to take action, no matter how small, and do it consistently and be persistent with it over a long period of time. And just have the faith that as long as you're doing the right actions, and by the way, if you don't know what the right actions are, they will uncover themselves as you keep going along. Absolutely. You'll suddenly find that either things are working or things aren't quite working as well. But if you keep forward momentum with small action and or as big action as you can, actually, don't necessarily make it small. If you can do big action, go for it. Mm -hmm. But do that frequently, be persistent, and that will get you to where you want to be. Absolutely. Have the goal, have the desire, but please be open to how you get there. Don't let everyone else's baggage or, you know, sense of direction direct you to a path that isn't actually meant to be the path that you're on. You're meant to have your unique experience. And that is the whole basis of why you have those desires. We're unique. We're very special. You come with your own unique experiences. So follow that inspiration as you go. Well, I hope today's episode has been really useful for you. If you have enjoyed it, we would love especially if you do enjoy these podcasts, please do leave us a five-star review and a little comment. And also, why not share with other people you Absolutely. know, maybe people you don't know. <laughs> Just spam just emails spam some people, email, you like. spam groups, whatever we're but open to. The more to people all. that can listen to this, the more people, then it gives you opportunity to find it and maybe gain a little bit of value from it yeah. and hopefully see that the life they live, if it's not one that they really enjoy, there's scope to change it and to tweak it and to get it to where they want it to be. Absolutely. It's our prosperity project after all to kind of share this knowledge as we are learning. We're not perfect, but we hope some of the things we've learned along the way will touch your heart and your life. So thank you so much much for listening if you have enjoyed today's episode hit subscribe you'll be notified whenever there's a new episode we usually drop a new episode every single week you can also catch me on youtube at mama furfer where i talk about personal finance investing and success mindset we have a family channel called the kempson house as well you can see behind the scenes life here in our household our boys meal planning prepping fitness and we've got travel vlogs we've got the works and of course you can keep listening to this podcast go back enjoy the previous nine episodes it's been a good amount <laughs> so far and more to come exactly so thank you so much for listening we'll speak to you very soon